Live from the Average Joe Nation studios in St. Clair, Missouri, this is the Average Joe Podcast, a show that proves that in this crazy world, a combination of common sense and a C-plus average is actually a superpower. Sure, he's crazy, but what if he's right? Please welcome your host, Damon Gilbert. All right, all right, my God, I finally got it going. I've had nothing but trouble with my uh, my computer today. I have technology problems, real pain in the ass. So anyway, I, you know, I've had Apple my whole life. I've had, I've been, I'm a Mac guy, which I know, I know they're made by child slave labor and all that. But and, and I, there's not much I can do about that. You think the you think the other ones aren't? Come on, they're all made overseas anyway. So point is, is that Apple's pretty easy to use, and I'm kind of a dummy. So when you plug things in, a lot of times it knows what you plugged in. You don't have to download uh, uh, drivers and stuff. So it's always worked pretty good for me. But every once in a while, every once in a while, in a blue moon, it'll go sideways. And boy, I tell you, it yeah, you, know, you just basically have to close everything down and let it sit for a while until it it, it decides that it's it's going to work for you because that's what happened today i i i don't know i guess i prayed to the tech techno gods and it, it, it fixed itself but anyway we're back we're back now and uh, everything seems to be working pretty good uh let's see what's happened in the last oh oh i do know one thing did you see hunter biden storm out of the uh of that hearing that congressional hearing did you see that it, it was classic stuff. Uh, it was probably for PR he did it, but I, I, as soon as Marjorie Taylor Greene got up there to ask him questions, he got up and walked out. Yeah, so, you know, when people do that, first of all, you should be arrested immediately. He was there for a contempt of, uh, a contempt of court charge, which... If it had been me or you or any other people you know, we would be under arrest immediately. We'd have, we'd be leaving that place in handcuffs. Yet he's able to walk out because he's the president's son, even though he's a, he's a drug addict and a degenerate. Yeah, he's able to skip skip the uh, the punishment. So I don't know what the, what's going to happen. I, I really don't. I uh, I hope that at some point they put the hammer down on this clown and we end this thing once and for all because he's got more talk about a rap sheet. And I know it's nothing that's been he's been convicted of, but oh my God, the accusations alone, it, it just it it baffles the mind how this guy's out still walking around. How he can show his face in public amazes me. I know I couldn't. I could I, I'd be embarrassed. I'd be embarrassed. I'd make a deal with him and see what see where it went. That's what I'd have to do. But uh Apparently, narcissists and uh, psychopaths don't have that problem. I, I guess I guess that's the way the world works. But um, there's a lot of psychopaths and narcissists out there. I, I it, it it amazes me. You meet them every day, and I know you I know you realize that, but you have no idea how many there are out there with no empathy whatsoever, no connection between the heart and the and the and the brain. They 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 couldn't care less. They couldn't care less what's going on. They have no they have no shame. That's that's the other thing. Hunter Biden should be ashamed of himself, if nothing else. It just shows that he wasn't raised very well, and who he was raised by is probably just exactly like him or 10 times worse. Joe Biden is, is a degenerate. He's always been. He's always been. He's gotten a free pass because of the his, some deal he made with the devil and the mainstream media. I, I don't know where it happened. I don't know if it was on a, on a lone road somewhere, and the, and the devil came walking by and said, Hey, Joe, I'm going to make you a deal. I think that's how it happened. I really do. Because you talk about a guy with no talent making it to be the president of the United States. I mean, hasn't even created anything. You say what you want about Trump. You know, Trump may be a pain in the ass and he may be a, a blowhard. He's probably a, eh, he's probably a sociopath at some level. 
you know, he, he's, he's an egomaniac at the very least, a narcissist. That's fine. But I don't care. I don't care. It's like, it's like, I always say, you know, do you care if your doctor's having an affair with your, 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 his secretary? I really don't. Do you care if your dentist is, you know, cheats on his taxes? No, no, I really don't. As long as they do their job right. Do I care if my pilot, uh, uh, you know, is a, um, maybe he speeds, you know, he's got traffic tickets. No, I don't care. As long as he's qualified and he can do his job. That's all I care about. That's all I care about. The problem with Joe Biden, I really wouldn't care what he does in his, in the, in his off time. You can be as, you can be as corrupt as you want. I don't care if you can pull it off and get it through and not be accused of it and not be convicted of it, more power to you, but at least do your job right. And he's not doing that. And, and what makes me, what infuriates me more than anything is the fact that the people on the left, they're not even willing to admit that. Apparently, apparently in the left world, anyone who's got a D behind their name is absolutely uh, impervious to, uh, I guess, what would you say? Is impervious to anyone questioning anything they do. Uh, they are incapable of breaking the law. They're incapable of, oh, uh, being, well, they can't be accused of anything, for goodness sakes. They're all perfect people. Every Democrat is a perfect human being. That's what they want you to believe. That's what they're selling. And on the flip side, every MAGA person, every Republican, every conservative-minded person, every libertarian is a white supremacist piece of crap that would slit your throat if they had the chance. That's the way they want you to look at it. That's what they, and that, and you all, and I, you and I both know that's, that's not the case. There's good and bad on both sides. Nothing you can do about it. It's just the way the world works, but they don't want you to believe that. They want you to believe that the Democrats are perfect. For instance, this Lloyd Austin, this not calling in. How many times, and now you've worked, I guarantee you, you've worked at places where if you no call, no show for a couple of days in a row, some of them are more liberal than the other ones. Some people give you three days. Some give you two. I know at UPS, you got one day. If you didn't call in sick, you were, if you didn't make a phone call and let them know you were at and, and, and you didn't show up, you are gone. You, you really are. So for Lloyd uh, Austin to be gone for this many days and not tell his boss, he should be canned. He should be. He, sh he, should, he should turn his resignation in tomorrow. He really should. There's no getting around it. There's no excuse for that. Absolutely none whatsoever. Not with, not with the technology we've got today. You cannot argue that point. You just can't. It's not like I was out on the North 40 and I was working on a, you know, my, my log cabin and I wasn't able to walk the 10 miles back to the house to let you know. No. All you do is pick a cell phone up. Pick a cell phone up. It's inexcusable. It's inexcusable. I'll tell you another thing. That is in their culture. That is in the black culture. It really is. Call me a racist. That's fine. Because I'm getting tired of being called a racist. You want me to be a racist? These people walk around all the time. A large segment of society in the black community thinks that we're all racist. If, if, if you're white, um, uh, you're, you're racist, basically. I've read that over and over again. Believe me, you don't want me to be a racist. You don't want me to take that turn because you just don't. You don't. I can be one if you want to be. I mean, I, that's the, if that's what you're pushing for, for all of America to be racist against the blacks, it's, it's coming. It is. It is. There's no arguing that point. I know the people that are listening to this right now are going, are saying to themselves, you know, he's got a point here. And I do. And, and hear me out. Before, 
before all of this started um, in the early 2000s, and that's what we're going to get to here in just a minute. The 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 unbelievable change that's taken place in a like a 20 year period. In the early two, early 2000s, I was I was not a rate. I, I I didn't even care if you can if you if you define racism is not really caring what someone else does then i guess you'd call me a racist because really it was it was live and let live i don't really care what you do as long as you don't bother me that's that's all i'm interested in don't bother me do whatever you want i mean i've never been against gay marriage you want to be as miserable as the rest of the the planet that's fine i know that's a bad joke but you know what i'm saying and what happens you get these people get married and then now they're getting divorced because it didn't work out. Yeah. So, so my point is I'm not against any of that. You, you find someone you love. That's fine. I don't care. I don't care. Blacks moving in. I don't care. As long as you take care of your stuff and you're not, you know, but they can't do that. They can't do that. Their culture does not allow them to do that. And a friend of mine and I were talking the other day. It's funny, you know, in the black community, if a black person, a, a young man or a young woman tries to get out of that community, tries to break that cycle of, of living off the government, uh, you know, brothers and sisters in jail all the time, a father that, you know, uh, fathers a child and then takes off that whole culture, that whole culture, you know, hating the white man, hating the cops, all of that. When, when a black person, a young black person wants to break away from that, say they, say they do good in school, and they have an opportunity to go to college, they will be ostracized by that, that whole community. They will be called an Uncle Tom. And what's funny is when those people do make it and they leave, where do they, where do they run to? Where do they run to? They run to the white suburbs. And you want to know why? Because it's safer. It really is. I, we, we were, a friend of mine and I were talking about this the other day. Uh, the black community, especially here near St. Louis, in North St. Louis, where... Uh, uh, most of the black community lives. Uh, it's run down. It's, it's basically a ghetto. It is, it is. There's no doubt about it. I mean, it's where Ferguson's at. Um, I can't, I can't list all of them cause I don't know St. Louis real well, but that's where the, uh, uh, Michael Brown shooting took place was in, uh, uh oh, in North St. Louis. Um, it, it, they wonder why they don't have grocery stores. They say they, they, they call it a, uh, grocery, uh, uh, Island. They, they, are, are, what, what, there's, there's a word they use for it. it. Oh, oh, a desert, a grocery desert. In other words, there's no place for them to go buy groceries. And why is that? Why is that? Well, I mean, if you, if, if I'm a businessman and I'm thinking about starting a store, say I'm I, in, in our area, it's a schnooks grocery stores. If I, if I was going to start a, a schnooks, I, I don't think I'd put it in our St. Louis because first of all, first of all, they'll start stealing from you. And, and then if something goes sideways and they don't like in the, in the, uh, uh, news, uh, they'll burn your, they'll burn your store down. So rather than putting a store up there, I'm going to put it somewhere else where I can make a buck. I don't have to worry about half my inventory walking out the front door because we have given the black community a pass. Now they, they have a get out of jail free card. Basically they know it too. And I've talked to people in this industry, in the industry, they'll tell you, you, as a matter of fact, Lowe's right now, Lowe's right now has a policy. If they see someone shoplifting, you're supposed to let them go out the door. Do not confront them. That's their policy. Kind of like uh, Target was um, and CVS. Don't, don't confront them. We don't want any problems. We'll document it and then we'll keep track of him, him or her the next time they're in here. 
And after the fifth or sixth time, then they might call the cops if they know ahead of time that they're coming in. In other words, they, they, they spy them coming in. That's the only way they do this. That is a get out of jail free card. That tells me if I'm, if I'm in that community, if I'm one of those people that, hey, I can go in here. I'll just have to pick a different story every time because they're going to let me walk out with whatever I want. Yeah, that's what's going on right now, especially if you're black. I'm sorry. It's true. It's a, call me a racist. I don't really care anymore. I don't. They're going to call you a racist anyway. I'm just pointing out the facts as I see them. Okay. And what's funny is these black, black, young black men, especially, and black women too, and some whites as well. I mean, believe me, I'm not saying that all whites are perfect. Believe me, that's not true. I know that for a fact. But having said that, a white person probably has more of a chance of getting arrested than a black person does today on this date right now. They have been given a free pass and they know it. It's a get out of jail free card. It, it, they have, I, I saw something the other day. They said this guy had, uh, well, they arrested him and he had six pending felonies. How do you, how do you have six pending felonies and still be out walking around? I mean, we've got no cash bond now in Illinois. Um, they're trying that in several of the big cities. That's working out real well because basically it's catch and release. You, you take a shot at somebody, you're out, you know, a couple hours later. So, Hey, it just, it just, it was a bit inconvenient for me for my day. I'll have to, I'll have to reschedule a few things, move th some things around. That's all it is. That's all it is. We're not putting these people in jail and that's what you should be doing. Ah, uh, let's see. We'll get back to that here in just a second, because when you're talking about lawlessness, I've got a lot to say about that. But I want to go through a couple of things that have just happened here in the last couple of hours. Apparently, Chris Christie has dropped out of the 2024 Republican presidential race. Um, he made a U-turn on this because he had said he was going to stay in until the very end. Um, it's hard to run a campaign uh, with a 1%, less, I, th I think it was even less than 1% uh, support. Uh, you're basically running it on I hate Trump and Krispy Kremes. That's all you're doing. And believe me, there's never going to be a, a, an obese fat man uh, president again. That's just not going to happen. And, and come on, let's all, let's all be honest here. Chris Christie is, is kind of disgusting to look at. He really is. He's like, he liked, he's like that Pritzker from uh, Illinois. Another disgusting human being as far as I'm concerned. He really is. It doesn't matter if you're left or right leaning. I really don't care. He's just not very pretty. And you can't, you can't be president if you're not, if you don't look good on TV. And Chris Christie does not fit that bill. He, he's, he's morbidly obese. I mean, his, his health would be an issue right out of the gate. And he's, he's much younger than uh, uh, Joe Biden or, or Donald Trump. But he's, his, his weight alone is a deterrent for me supporting him at any level. Not to mention the fact that he was a terrible, terrible governor of New Jersey. I mean, he's, he's best known for shutting down a, a highway or a, a bridge um, that he probably should have gone to jail over. And then during the COVID lockdown, he shut down all the beaches except for his family. They got to go and sit on the beach. That one killed his political career. It sure did. You, you won't hear much more about uh, Chris Christie. Um, I think he'll be, he'll be shuffled aside. He's probably made his money in campaign financing anyway. He, he's probably made millions doing that. Or not campaign uh, money that he's taken through his campaign. And I don't know if you knew this or not, but they get to keep that money. They don't return it. 
So running for president, even if you don't win, as long as you have enough money coming in, and you get to keep that. It's it's there. There are ways to do that. You just open up an office and show every expense going towards something else you're you're going to run for, and you just spend the money. It it works out great. It works out great. Ah, uh, let's see what else have we got here. Chris Critty drops out. Oh yeah, we've got the um, what is the judge in that Manhattan that Manhattan case? What is his name? Uh, judge Arthur Engeron. Yeah, he's revoked permission for Trump to give his own closing uh, argument. Um, <laughs> he's this guy is setting this thing up for a mistrial. I, I don't know if he's doing it on purpose or what he's doing, but th this is not going to fly. If 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 this if they convict Donald Trump on this and they make it stick, then all is lost. Is uh, all is lost. It's the same thing with uh, the Supreme Court. If they don't rule in favor of Trump being on the on the ballot in Colorado, then it's over. It's over, folks. And I don't think they will. I think there'll be a split decision in the Supreme Court, but at the end of the day, he'll be on the ballot. But this 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 uh, this is a trivial, um, a stupid a lawsuit brought against brought against him by that Fanny, whatever her name's that black DA. Um, and she, apparently she's banging one of the guys that's on the, on the staff. It's, it's a real mess. And I think she's married or he's married or they're both married. It's, it's a, it's a real mess. It's a real mess. They're, they're, they, um, when it comes to morals, some of these people are not, not of the highest degree of it. You know, it really is sad. It really is sad. And they get to put in these positions, this Fanny, whatever her name is, she's not, she's not qualified for this. She's not. She's she's a uh, diversity hire. Is all she is. She's a Soros planted DA. That's all she is. She has absolutely no business being in the position she's in. It's it's just like the uh, the governors and oh the mayors of a lot of uh, cities that are falling apart, all run by black women who are totally unqualified to do what they're doing, and corrupt and easily manipulated. Uh, ask 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 them in New Orleans, uh, Atlanta, uh, Baltimore. D.C., Chicago, the list goes on. The list goes on. These, these cities are all failing, and it's because they have incompetent leadership. That's what it is. Well, St. Louis is a perfect example of it. Yeah. Um, okay, so moving right along, that looks like a mistrial as far as I'm concerned. I don't think it should go any further. When you tell the defendant he cannot give his own uh, closing uh, argument, um, you're pretty much setting it up for a mistrial. And, and on appeal, it, it, it won't, it won't pass the muster. And here's the other thing. The funny thing is there were no, there's no victim in this, in this, uh, trial. There isn't, they're just claiming that he over, uh, he over exaggerated the, uh, the worth of some of his properties. And when they talked to the banks and stuff, the people who had borrowed money from, they were perfectly happy. They got their money back. They made their money. Yeah. So there's no, there's no victim here. This whole thing was trivial. It was nothing more than just be a nuisance. And I don't know how Trump does it. I don't know how he keeps his, I don't know how he keeps his sanity. Man, it'd be tough. It would be tough to do. But let's see. Let's let's move on to the next story right quick. These are just some that popped up. Oh, I want you to do me a favor. <coughs> Excuse me. If you get a chance, look up the uh page six. Okay. Now page six is a, I guess it's a celebrity um online magazine and they got a they got a shot of what they're telling me is oprah okay and they're trying to tell me that she's lost a bunch of weight and she looks great and she's doing the 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 model 
you know, where they turn and everything <coughs> at this event. You tell me that's oh, that's Oprah. There's no way that's Oprah. Not a chance. You get a chance. I may even put it on my on my page here. It this that is not her. That's not her. They've got they've got a body double in there playing her part. It's insane. They want me to believe this. The woman has a gap in her teeth. Oprah does not have a gap in her teeth. Plus, the shape of the face isn't the same. I mean, from a distance, maybe you, you might think that, but that's not who that is. That just goes to show you how low how how low these people will stoop. Yeah. Yeah. So she's hired somebody to play her part at the at these events. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Ah, uh, let's see. What else do I want to talk about today? Oh, Hunter Biden storming out of the House Oversight Committee contempt hearing. He got up, I guess, threw a fit and walked out the door. Now, this is this is a this is the uh, son of the president of the United States, a degenerate scumbag. OK, he gets up because Margie Marjorie Taylor Greene was getting ready to ask him questions. And apparently he didn't like the questions he'd been asked at that point. He just, I guess, just abruptly stood up and walked out the door. Now, I don't know about you, but if that was me or you or somebody you know, they would be behind bars right now. That is the, the system of justice we have in America today, and it's pathetic. This guy should be locked up. Uh, they've got more than enough evidence. I mean, on so many different fronts. Yeah, as far as money's concerned, illicitly, uh, uh, illicit money, tax evasion, He's got drug charges against him, gun charges. He's had his picture taken on his own laptop with, with girls you can tell are younger than 18. I, I mean, and this guy's out walking around. What a scumbag. It doesn't get much lower than this unless it's his dad. Because as they say, fruit doesn't fall too far from the tree. So just to give you an idea, and I don't know anything about uh, the other brother. I really don't. Uh, Bo, uh, I, I have no idea. The one that supposedly died in Iraq that Biden keeps talking about. Although he died from cancer in Delaware. I, I, I don't know where he gets this stuff. I mean, he's also been a truck driver and a train driver and a coal miner and a teacher and a scholar. And he worked on it. I don't know. I, I think he was in the Civil War at one point. I, you know, he, he was there when they crossed the Delaware, when, when Washington in the boat. I mean, the guy's been, he's done so much stuff, folks. It's, in, it's incredible. It really is. I think I should tip my hat to him. I really do, because he is a man that has done just about everything. The problem is he hasn't done anything. He, he, his, whole, his whole life has been a big, fat zero. Joe Biden has done nothing. Zero. He has accomplished nothing. He has nothing to show. His legacy is, 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 is a disaster. I, I, he will go down in history as one of the most embarrassing and do-nothing politicians of all time. Yeah, and this is his son, who I have to admit has done more than his dad has. I mean, at least the guy was out, um, you know, making illicit deals with people overseas. You got to hand, hand it to him there. He made money. He did. Of course, 10% of it had to go to the big guy, right? Yeah. So anyway, uh, let's see. What did I want to talk to you about today? Mostly it's about, it's, it's a, it's an article that was written by Victor Davis Hanson. Um, it, it, it's really good. I've, I've listened to a lot that Victor's done. Uh, let me see if I can't find that right quick. What, and tell you a little bit about him. Yeah. Victor, Victor, uh, Davis Hanson. He's, he's, uh, born in, uh, born September 5th, 1953. So he's, 
He's about six years older than me. He's what, 70? Yeah, I guess he'd be 70, 71. Uh, he is, this is his uh, Wikipedia pages. He is an American classicist, classist, I don't, I, a military historian, farmer, and political commentator. He has been a commentator on modern and ancient warfare and contemporary politics for the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, National Review, Washington Times, and other media out, outlets. Uh, he was actually a professor uh, at California State University in Fresno. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Okay. He grew up in California. Fine. Uh, great guy. Smart. Anyway, he wrote a, a, an article and it's called uh, a, a Culture in Collapse. And uh, he, he, he goes on to explain that we, we are a culture that is absolutely falling to pieces. Um, he's saying that in the last six months, we have borne witness to many iconic moments uh, evidencing the collapse of American culture. He said the signs are everywhere and cover the gamut of politics, the economy, education, social life, popular culture, foreign policy, and the military. These symptoms of decay share one common theme. And that common theme is our dissent is self-induced. And it's not a symptom of foreign attack or subterfuge. Our erosion is not the result of poverty and want, but of leisure and excess. We are not suffering from existential crises of famine, plague, or the collapse of our grid and fuel sources. And here's the, here's the really interesting part. He says, prior, far poorer and war-torn generations now seem far better off than what we are becoming. Is that not unbelievable, what he said? I, and he goes into some detail about the financial implosion. We're right now, we're, our national debt is $34 trillion and counting. Okay, and the, and, the, and the Democrats don't see any problem with doubling that if they get the chance. And the problem, where this all stems from is interest rates, okay? For years, they were at 0%. You remember that? Everything was going great. Now they're at about 5.5%. And it's coming to the point in the not-too-distant future where it's going to require 20% of the annual budget to just pay for the interest. That's unbelievable. I mean, they've spent almost, spent, they've actually borrowed. The Biden administration has actually borrowed nearly $2 trillion in the current fiscal year. You cannot keep doing that. Not a chance. I mean, the public is baffled. Is the left playing chicken with us? Is the strategy to gorge the beast, thereby demanding even higher federal taxes, which combined with many states, now exceeds 50% of one's income? Can you believe that? When you figure, when you, when you figure in all the taxes that you and I pay, I mean, between our cars, our houses, our property, uh, sales tax, uh, some you can't even, I mean, your, your cell phone tax. I mean, it, it just goes on and on. You pay almost 50% of your earnings in taxes. And that's not even included. I mean, and that includes your income tax and your state income tax. But, but you see what I'm talking about. There's taxes on everything. And we are in a position right now where we're going to spend almost 50% of our income on taxes. We can't keep this up. There's no way it can be, it can, it can, it can remain this way. So what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Are we just going to, are we going to just, um, I don't know, default on our, on our, uh, our, what we've borrowed? I, I don't know. I don't know. What about entitlements? What about social security and Medicare? They're, they're going to be broke in uh, six or seven years. What are we going to do to fix that? Now it's above my pay grade. I have some ideas. I think we could fix it, but the problem is if you ever, a politician has never seen 
money, especially if it's somebody else's that he didn't want to spend. So the social security is, is an example. There used to be a lock, uh, lock box on that. There, there was, you're never supposed to touch that money. And through the years, Democrats and Republicans both have, it's like cracking open a, open a, a piggy bank, right? You're supposed to save that money. No, no, the politicians want to crack that baby open and spend that money. And not only that money, but 20 times that amount of money. That's what they do. That's what they do. And we're, we're, we're heading for a crisis on that. Uh, the next thing he talked about was a military crisis. Uh, it's Americans have lost deterrence abroad. And what he means by that is, why would you be afraid of the United States right now? Okay. We're the ones that turned tail and ran out of Afghanistan and we left behind, what, billions of dollars of uh, equipment. And handed it over to the Taliban. And then we allow a Chinese spy balloon to go across the entire U.S. before we even shot it down. Why would North Korea or Russia or, or any, any, well, Iran, any bad actor be afraid of us? I don't know of a reason. I mean, why, why did Biden tell Russia, hey, if you invade uh, Ukraine, our reaction will be based on what you do, how much of an invasion you, you have. He said that. I saw, the, I saw and listened to that, to that speech. And yet every day, right now, as we speak, because of what's going on in, in, uh, in uh, Israel and, and uh, the Gaza Strip, which, by the way, you haven't heard much about that lately, have you? Yeah, I wonder why that is. And, and there's something else I want to talk to that goes along with that. But right now... Here's a question. Why do Iranian proxies attack almost daily U.S. installations abroad and ships in the Red Sea? And they don't even fear any reprisal. Why is that? Why did Hamas slaughter Israelis on October 7th? You want to know why? Because they know the United States wasn't going to do a damn thing about it. I can't believe that China has not invaded Taiwan yet. Because all I heard, <coughs> all I heard, when Trump was in office, was that Trump was a puppet of Putin, okay, and China. But the funny thing is, Putin waited until Biden was in office before he invaded Ukraine. That makes no sense. Wouldn't you invade Ukraine when your buddy was in office? It stands to reason you would. It absolutely makes no sense. <coughs> Another thing. Why do our retired four-star generals violate the Uniform Code of Military Justice by serially and publicly trashing the commander-in-chief? Why is that? Why is it, why, why is it okay for a, a, a military man to badmouth an ex-president of the United States? Why is that okay? That makes us look weak. It really does. And why, why has the Pentagon revolutionized the entire system of recruitment, promotions, and tenure in the armed forces by predicating them in large part on race, gender, and sexual orientation rather than merit or battlefield experience? Why is that? It's because, it's because they're trying to destroy this system. It's the best way to do it. I, the biggest concern right now in military uh, first of all, they're not, they're not, uh, they're not reaching their uh, recruitment uh, numbers at all. It's not even close. It's not even close. And what have we done? We've lowered the standards for the recruitments that do come in. I, they say, what, 70% of uh, the armed forces are over, overweight? 
that that's not that's not a, exactly an elite fighting force. It's really not. So and and now what are we more interested in? We're more worried about whether or not the federal government and the taxpayer is going to pay for uh, sex change op operations for soldiers that are 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 uh, in the military today. That's what we're worried about. It's unbelievable. It really is. Uh, I mean, we're going after supposedly insurrectionists. Okay. We're going out of our way. The FBI is and law enforcement. We're, we're claiming that white males are the biggest threat to democracy. Okay. But who do we want fighting our wars for us? It's usually the white male. <laughs> I, it makes no sense. It, it makes no sense. I don't know. I think, I think that the, uh, I think the military is undergoing a, uh, uh, a revolution. I really do. And I don't know if it's going to go well. I, I don't. Um, I got a feeling that our, our, our armed forces are going to be able to defend our interests, our interests here or abroad at some point. I, I really do. I, I, we're not getting the best and the brightest. And that's what you have to have in order to defend the nation. You really do. We're going Roman style right now. We're hiring people to, to fight our wars. That's basically what Ukraine's, uh, that's what's uh, going on in Ukraine right now. Uh, and then we move on to race. Race, oh my goodness, I love it. Imagine, imagine if you will, if you uh, drop somebody, I used to say, you know, if you brought somebody back from the 50s and put them into, you know, our current time right now, they, they, would not have, they would not have any idea what happened in the United States. They would be baffled by what's going on here today. Now, I know that's probably, what, 74 years ago. Imagine just going back 20 years. Think back. What was it like in 2004? 2004, we were going along pretty good. Things were working pretty good. It was right after 9-11. I'll give you that. And that's a whole other story. But as far as race was concerned, we were, we were pretty on a pretty good footing. I mean, racial intermarriage was commonplace. Nobody really cared. Civil rights movement had it, it, it made everybody pretty much equal. Nobody, nobody was asking. I mean, it, it wasn't like we had separate uh, water fountains and separate uh, restrooms and stuff. No, everything was going pretty good. But suddenly out of the clear blue, out of the clear, well, I say clear blue, it's all been orchestrated, but just suddenly it became white against black. Okay. White against black. And not just, not just the white man. We included everybody else in that group. You could be Asian, you could be Japanese, you could be, uh, you could be, uh, 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 well, you could be Mexican. All of them. If you're not black, you're white. And because you're white, you're a racist. That's where it's gone. It's gone over the edge. We, ha we had actually, we're actually worse off now, today, racial-wise, I think, in the United States, than we were back in the, um, late fifties, early sixties. I really do. I believe that because now it's, it's, re it's reversed itself. Suddenly you're having uh, black only events. I mean, look, look at the, look at the mayor of Boston. She had a, she had a, she had a Christmas party. Uh, uh, no whites allowed. Yeah. And she defended that. She didn't hide from it. She was, she was more mad about the fact she got caught that the email had gone out to everyone instead of just the black people, the people of color, I believe is the way she called it. This is a mayor. 
someone who attended Harvard. Yeah. I, I, it's getting to the point now where it's almost unbelievable what's going on in the United States. You see it before your very eyes. And it's so, it, it used to be, in, it, it used to be incremental. It really was. Things would happen incrementally. This has happened in the last 20 years. You take somebody from 2004, bring them here, bring them forward, forward in the time. They wouldn't believe what's going on. They wouldn't believe it. Yeah. And then, and then you move on to uh, the sexes. Oh my God. Just 20 years ago. Yeah. Just 20 years ago. There, there used, there was a medical malady called gender dys, dysphoria. Okay. And this is people who, I guess their DNA was written wrong. Maybe there was a mistake somewhere. You've heard of it. They, they, they believe they are the opposite sex. Very rare, very rare. There are, I feel sorry for these people. I really do. And it's turned into a transgender civil rights issue by insisting to you and me, rational human beings, people with above, at least IQs or, you know, average IQs are above that they're rather than two sexes, there's at least three. Where, what, what has happened here? And here's, here, here's another thing I'll read from it. It says, would anyone have believed, would anyone have believed that leftists, gays, and feminists would have done their best to destroy a half century of female athletic achievement by allowing biological males to compete in women's sports? and thereby erase the record performances of three generations of women. Would anybody have believed that? Would anybody have believed that a, that a feminist, an accomplished swimmer like Riley Gaines, would be cornered, swarmed, threatened, and barricaded in at a university for the crime of daring to state the obvious, that transgender women are still in terms of their muscular skeletal physiques and frames, males, and thereby have no business competing in women's sports. Can you believe that? After all the years, after all the years, all the effort women have put in to be, to, to, to have their, their side of the story told, their vote, their, their ability to, to run companies and all that, to have it just erased and have men competing against women in sports. I don't know. Talk about a major step backwards. I don't care what any feminist says. That is bullshit in my book, and you know as well as I do. These are still men. They're built that way. There's nothing you can do about it. Of course they're going to beat women. It's ridiculous. It's going to ruin women's sports. Eventually, there will be no women's sports. Because when you can have a has-been, uh, a middle-of-the-road athlete who, if he's competing against males, comes in in the middle of the pack or even below, well, he could turn around, say he's a woman, go compete with the women, and win the gold medal. Yeah, that's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. We, we, we've, we've destroyed what, we, what women worked so hard to build. They really did. They really did. 20 years ago, you would have never thought of that, that a, a man should compete with a woman. I mean, we had co-ed this and co-ed that. That's different. But going head-to-head, either, you know, physically or even on a, on a bicycle or whatever, in tennis court, whatever, a man will, will prevail. He just will. It's ridiculous. It's destroying the whole thing. Uh, and then we get into lawlessness. 
and I don't even, I, it's almost more than I can talk about. These smash and grab robs, robbing stores of billions of dollars in revenue each year. Uh, no one cares. No one seems to, it, it's funny, if if you're in a group of black people in a BLM riot, it's okay during the, the height, height of the COVID pandemic to be, it was okay if the blacks were rioting and tearing and burning buildings down and causing billions of dollars worth of, uh, uh, of damage. But if a, a, a family of 10 want to get a get together in their backyard and have a picnic, they all had to be masked. But the rioters didn't. That's lawlessness. When you let people do things over and over again, if you let a guy walk into a Walmart and steal a 50-inch TV and walk out and he gets away with it, guess what he's going to do? He's going to do it again. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know what we're going to do. Um, Thieves are everywhere. Smashing grabs are taking place. You've got pro-Hamas protesters blocking streets. I mean, and no one's doing anything about it. We, we've let law and order slip through our hands. Yeah, you really have. We've, uh, we've got uh, uh, Ray Ebbs, who was an integral part of January 6th. Okay. Video of him. I don't know if you've seen this. Video of him you know, yelling, telling people to go into the Capitol. He was an FBI plant. They know he was. So he goes on trial. What's he get? He gets, uh, I think it was six months probation, a $500 fine. But then there's a guy who wasn't even at the January 6th uh, uh, so-called riots. He wasn't even there. He gets 22 years. Figure that one out. Talk about lawlessness. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, you can storm the you you can storm the California legislature, and you can disrupt the uh, the session. Now, but you get away with it. You get away with it. Do you see the Do you see the latest one? That video of the, uh, the Las Vegas Clark County District Court Judge Mary Kay Holtfus. She was recently violently attacked by an unshackled career felon defendant with three prior violent felony convictions and facing additional new felony counts. He jumped over the, the uh, uh, justice bench and tried to beat her to death and pulling her hair out. Yeah, I did see that he ended up with uh, 20, I think 20 years. But yeah, after how much damage has he done? How much damage? Yeah, it, it's, it's gotten to the point now where you it's pretty much a revolving door unless of course you're white and God forbid you're wearing a MAGA hat. They'll throw the book at you then. And then we go to education. Uh, <laughs> says in recent times, the president of the Harvard corporation was a signature scholar and intellect benefiting Harvard's own self-regard as the world's most pristine university. No longer now resigned president Claudine Gay's meteoric career was based on a flimsy record of a mere 11 articles, the majority of them plagiarized. Her entire career was fueled by the tired pretext that the privileged gay was somehow deserving of special deference given her race and gender. How do they do this? She was the head of Harvard, the Harvard lost, uh, Harvard school, Harvard college. Yeah. Ended up plagiarizing, I think, her uh, dissertation. How do you do that? I mean, I, I don't know. That, that right there tells you all you need about you need to know about education. 
doesn't matter how much you know, it's the color of your skin. You will get promoted based on the color of your skin or your sexual preference. And when you start doing things like that, things go sideways. There's no recovering from that. There really isn't. Another thing, the end of sovereignty. The Biden administration has shattered federal immigration law as some 10 million illegal entries will have crossed unlawfully and with impunity in the first Biden term, all by intent. The southern border is not merely porous. It no longer even exists. Now, what, what's going on here? The left wants a new constituent. See, that's what they want. They want new voters coming into the United States. And it's just a matter of time before they give amnesty to these people and they all be allowed to vote. And if that happens, we will have a one-party system. It's that simple. So Joe Biden's going to be asking us that pretty soon. He's going to, he's going to try to be pushing an amnesty uh, uh, a program for these people. And when you do that, here, here's the funny part. The left wants, wants this done. They think that they're the poor, the trodden, you know, bring, bring, us your, bring us your worst, we'll take care of it. Except we don't want them in our uh, neighborhoods. That's the difference. These people want those kind of people uh, the, the, the worst of the worst, the, the criminals, the people who have nothing good on their mind. They want them living next door to you. That's what they want. Not in their, not in their gated community. They want them living next. So here we are in this new world, this new America of ours, Joe Biden is a genius. He's a savvy leader while Hunter did nothing wrong. Our new heroes are Dylan Mulvaney, General Rachel Levine. Uh, in today's America, Miss KJP, Corinne Jean, Jean Pierre, is truthful. Um, let's see. An innocent and saintly George Floyd was randomly murdered. And defunding the police brought calm and quiet. Dr. Jill, Dr. Jill Biden, is an impressive academic. Oprah and LeBron James are the downtrodden and victimized. General Mark Milley is a brave maverick, and so is Adam Schiff. The flight from Afghanistan marked a brilliantly organized retreat. That Chinese balloon really didn't take too many pictures of sensitive areas. January 6th was an armed insurrection. It was pre-planned by fiery conspirators and revolutionaries. And Ashley Babbitt deserved to be blasted in the neck for entering a broken window by a black police officer from Washington, D.C., who will not be prosecuted at any level. Kamala Harris, the vice president, is a wordsmith. Russia collusion really happened. So did the Russian laptop disinformation. That was untrue. Everything on Hunter's laptop was not true. Christopher Steele's dossier was mostly true. And Claudine Gay and Barack Obama are geniuses who never stole anything from anybody. Okay? And with all of this, what do you think? What do you think the Iranians and Putin and the communist Chinese, uh, Hezbollah, uh, think of the United States? Do they think we're the country that won World War II? Or do you think we're the country that fled from Afghanistan with our tail between our legs? I, I don't know. It, it, it's getting to a point where I, I, am, uh, I am beyond belief in what's happening. I really am.
I really am. And mainstream media is right there patting everybody on the back saying, we're on your side. Yeah. So think about that next time you watch, watch the news. Okay. And I appreciate you listening. And if you get the chance, pass this along to somebody else. I'm going to be doing these as often as I possibly can. I love doing it. I love the process and I love talking to you every time. Okay. So you guys have a good day and it is January 10th. And Joe Biden is by far, without any, any competition, the worst president in American history. Let's go, Brandon. As always, thanks for listening to the Average Joe Podcast. Be sure to check out our website at www.averagejoenation.media and follow us on social media. Remember, if you haven't told all your friends, you're wrong. <laughs>